The girl's name was Eloise Lombard. She was 16, and she knew she was going to die. Her abductors were going to kill her. That was obvious now. When they dragged her here, giving her no chance to defend herself, when they tore off her clothes, piece by piece, until she was totally naked, and when they bound her wrists and ankles before throwing her onto a sticky mattress, she still hoped they only meant to rape her. That thought was unbearable enough. But deep inside, where the soul never lies, she knew. What they were going to do to her when they came back would be much worse than rape. She saw the brownish-red puddles in the farmyard. It was blood, and there was plenty of it everywhere. They had done it to other girls before her. And soon, very soon, it would be her turn. Bound and helpless, Eloise started to cry again. Maybe for the hundredth time, she tried pulling on the straps that held her down. The ties bit into her skin as she tugged. It hurt. Eloise kept trying, jerking, leaning forward with strength born of desperation. She was shaking from the cold, too. The room wasn't heated. Goosebumps rose on her naked legs and genitals. On her breasts, too. She had once been proud of her generous curves. Now they filled her with shame. Roman Salaville had touched her. Everywhere. While he had held her down so his brother, Claude, could tie her wrists. Better to be dead already than to feel that man's calloused hands on her skin. There was a window in front of her, but the shutters were closed and allowed in only a few weak rays of light. In the partial darkness, Eloise could make out a ceiling with heavy beams, typical of rural houses. The only piece of furniture was a wooden chest of drawers with a large broken mirror on it. Turning her head, she could see a door on one side of the room and a second one on the other side. Both were ajar. She assumed the one on the right led into the rest of the house. Her abductors had brought her here from the farmyard through the door on the left. For the length of a fantasy, she felt the straps loosening up and freeing her. She imagined herself running away, crossing the blood-soaked farmyard, clambering over the fence and making it to the road. She would have to wait for a car to pass by. She would be saved. The fantasy did not last. Eloise Lombard was not stupid. She knew none of this could happen. The Salaville farm was on a deeply wooded mountainside where no one ventured. Here, there were only steep fields, huge trees, and chaotic rocks. No other house could be found for miles, and no one ever visited the two brothers. They had always lived in seclusion, like animals. No one would ever come to help her. The thought brought more sobbing. Was this some sort of punishment? An irrational guilt had already sunk its fangs into her heart. But what the hell could she have done wrong? School had been on break, and she had just gotten tired of staying home alone, where she was totally bored, as any sixteen-year-old girl would have been. She had called Lucy Jourdain, and when her friend invited her over to watch videos, she jumped at the opportunity to turn a miserably gray October night into an enjoyable evening. She left her parents a note on the kitchen table and jumped on her bicycle. It was late in the season. It had rained all morning and part of the afternoon, but it wasn't too cold. Eloise concentrated as she pedaled, 
to avoid skidding on the slick road. She was only a block away from Lucy's house when she noticed the SUV following her. At first, she thought the driver was lost. He was creeping along, as though looking for the right house. It made sense. This was a cookie-cutter neighborhood, where all the homes looked alike. When the SUV crept closer, she figured the driver wanted to pass and was just being careful. The engine grumbled right behind her. At the corner, she stopped and planted a foot on the ground so the vehicle could pass. Instead, it also stopped, its engine roaring. The back door flew open, and a man jumped out. He was fat, wearing faded jeans and a plaid shirt that strained to hold his massive gut. She knew him. His name was Roman Salaville. Once in a while, he came to the supermarket to give Mr. Ortega a hand at the meat counter.